0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ETECH Leadership Table. This is a podcast where we invite you to pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee, and join us as we tackle some remarkable discussions on everything leadership. I'm Melissa Wood. I'm your host. I'm the Dean of Leadership Development at ETECH Global Services. Welcome to the ETECH Leadership Table. I have to say, I'm excited about this Leadership Table. I get to meet with three of my most favorite people in the call center industry. Uh, they all three have very unique personalities. Have you ever had dinner and you're just inviting three different neighbors over, and you know that you know they have some things in common, but you know they're all very unique. Have you guys ever had dinner like that where you've invited all sorts of strange people over? I'm not yeah. saying you're strange. I'm not saying you're strange. I'm just saying I've invited <laughs> a team over. So for all of our uh, tons of podcast listeners out there want you guys to, to meet David, Guru, and Michael together. Uh, these gentlemen have 65 years of call center experience. That is, that is pretty phenomenal. And uh, our focus today at the table, so if you got a cup of coffee or a snack or anything, our focus is gonna be retention. But before we get started on retention, I need to know what you brought to the table to drink. That's what I need to know. Uh,
1: coffee. What do you bring? Coffee. You,
0: coffee. How do, you, how do you like your coffee, David?
1: Black. Black Nothing. coffee. No
0: sugar? No sugar? No, no cream sugar,
1: cream. just black, strong coffee.
0: Okay. Now, do you go by and get your coffee before you come sit at the table or do you just make it at the house?
1: I make it at the house.
0: Okay. All right. Yep. Guru, what did you bring to the table?
2: I had my cup of coffee in the morning and after that it's just water throughout the day Then
0: okay so is it one my
2: in my e cup
0: so guru like in your coffee I kind of like to know that way next time we come sit at the table together what, how you guys like your coffee so guru when you drink your coffee in the morning is it just seriously one cup and then you're done
2: that's right just one big cup of coffee and, uh, and <clears throat> I don't I don't drink the entire uh, The way, like black coffee, I add a little bit of a milk. That's it.
0: That's it. No sugar. Nothing like that. No. Okay.
1: Now, I I have to clarify. If I go to Starbucks, (laughs) that's a whole different cup of coffee. Because (laughs) that's a treat. That's a treat, right? (laughs) So, I get uh, a very long, fascinating array of coffee there so
0: can you uh, and at home you, it's simple simple black coffee when you go to starbucks are you that person in line that's reading it off a sheet of paper
1: pretty pretty much pretty much okay. yeah
0: all right that's good <laughs> um i don't know if you guys caught this i saw michael amazon he might have caught it a little bit guru said a, a large cup like i'm thinking a mega pint. that's what i'm thinking like a mega pint of, of coffee is a mega giant <laughs> that's what i'm thinking all right michael amazon welcome to the table do you, what do you have to drink at the table?
3: I had some, or I had some, uh, peppermint tea with a little bit of honey.
0: Look at that, very good. Very good, Michael Amazon. I've, huh? I've,
3: I've changed up, I, I've been drinking coffee in the morning for many, many months, and uh, last couple of weeks I've changed up to a little bit of tea and a little bit of honey.
0: Very good. I don't good. know
3: why, but I I've, I've, I've wanted to change up, change it up a little bit.
0: It's not now, is your tea caffeinated? The peppermint tea? No. Okay. All right, so so basically since Guru's had his coffee down, David's got his coffee down, I'm drinking a V8 Energy today. So watch out. Y'all better be on. I knew I was going to be on my game uh, with you guys, but uh, since Michael's on his uh, stretch of no caffeine, you guys might have to push him a little bit at the table. Well, welcome to the table. All right, like I said before, our topic is about retention. And you know, this is a really popular it, topic out in the, the industry today. I, I see a lot of organizations, really just a vast uh, variety of organizations, not simply just call centers, but you know, retention is just a, um, a hot topic in a good way and, and sometimes in a bad way. So I just wanna kind of, we just have a few questions I wanna ask you guys as everyone's listening on the podcast and everybody else, grab your coffee, pull up. You're gonna wanna hear what, what these gentlemen have to say when it comes to retention. So, DC, I'd like to start with you, if that's okay. Sure. And why are so why are so many contact centers fighting to retain their talented workforce?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I'll the I would tell you the most common answers that you hear all the time is uh, pay, pay, pay. But mm-hmm. um, I'm going to disagree with that. That's a piece of it. Um, but I would tell you probably the biggest thing that I often see is lack of employee engagement. Um, you're lo- you're you're losing people uh, because they're just not engaged in what's going on around around them. We're not engaging with them and interacting with them in a way that makes them feel part of the whole big picture of what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, uh, contact center work. If it's chat or phones, whatever, it's monotonous. It's it's a very monotonous thing, and you know these folks are sitting there for seven, eight hours a day. Um, if they're a ten hour, ten hour, four day shift, so it's very monotonous, and so um, it's just, and it, and it goes beyond the simple part of engagement, saying, hey, let's put some balloons up, you know, let's ring a bell, and uh, <laughs> let's have some gamification going on. Those are all really cool visual things, but that's not engagement. When I talk about engagement, I'm talking specifically about things like development. Do we have things that allow them the opportunity to learn uh, how to be better at their job? Do we offer them training and classes and different things? Um, Do we have different type of. of, I guess committees that we're asking them to be a part of so they can be part of some of the solutions. That's what I talk about when I'm talking about employee engagement and the more that you can get them invested in the the grand scheme of things, the vision, the culture through that engagement. I think that's how you retain people.
0: I really like the way, you know, a lot of our listeners and some of us have sitting at the table, have made the mistake of engagement. like balloons and recognizing and, and like you said all those things are very important but you're really deep diving down into that engagement and when you think about the new generations in the workforce and all the generations in the workforce uh, the development and an opportunity to be involved uh, is key so if you're listening I hope you're taking notes because there's two answers right there uh, when DC comes on board he comes on board with the answers and some <laughs> tactical skills so um, I really like that I know DC that uh, you and your team spearheaded Um, an opportunity for, you know, I work in the leadership uh, area uh, at Mm ETech, And then you and your team came to me with a challenge. Uh, And you know, we just learned recently in our development that we are solutions waiting on a problem, right? As leaders, we're a solution waiting on a problem. And you came with a a potential problem and we opened up what what ETech calls the learning pantry. And it's basically available 24 seven, leader, non-leader, basically all 3,400 of our employees where they can get real time development at their fingertips. Uh, and then hopefully this thing will grow and maybe they can start seeing some pictures of themselves participating in communities and kind of feel more involved in a community. So it's very new, it's kind of like building a house and you just start stocking your pantry, but um, I'm hoping that will, will help in some of the engagement. All right, so you see Michael over there. I'm not sure if he's taking notes, but he's paying attention at the table pretty pretty hard. Hey Michael, in the face of growing attention, or you know retention and attrition you know i i know you guys really flipped it several years ago a lot of people talk about how many people were losing and then you guys came in and said hey we're gonna we're gonna focus on the people that are staying right and that's why we call it retention so for those of us for those of my podcast at the table and they're like are they talking about retention or attrition uh both but we're focusing on the people that uh we have here but in the face of this growing um you know trying to to improve retention what um, has e been able to do to improve the agent experience, the customer experience uh, and just maximizing that total experience in CX?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big things that we did um, last year that has been super impactful um, and we've seen a lot of great um, things come out of it has been the, the stay surveys. So essentially what we're doing is we're, we're talking in, in the centers, we're talking to the agents and the leaders about Hey, you know, what would be you know what are reasons that you stay with with eTech? What what would be reasons that you would want to leave eTech and go somewhere else? Um, you know, what are some things that you know can eTech improve upon? Um, and that and that can be anything, whether it's it's the, the program that you're on, the the center itself. Um, just really just a, an array of questions that really you know, why are you here? What would make you want to stay longer? Um, you know, what are things that you don't like? And all that information is collected um, and, and it's sent back it was sent back to um, all the center directors and essentially what we did is then um, I, I you know for example in, in Nacogdoches I met with all the the center leaders and said hey here's the feedback that we got here's all the, the positive things that are going on in the center you guys are doing a great job you know your um, you know whether it's your coaching or your engagement um, but here's some here's some opportunities right um, you know they, they want to see more leadership on the floor. They want to see more things, contest, you know, contests done in the centers, and a lot of that kind of like what DC mentioned about with, with COVID. As as more agents started trickling into the centers, um, things are, things are definitely different. And even even in the position I was in, where um, I was like, man, there's it's, it's kind of quiet here. There's not a lot of engagement. You know, what can we do? And, and getting that feedback directly, like, what do they want to see? um has been super impactful and, and for us to not only take that feedback um, but then also making sure that once we kind of went through it here's our opportunities here are the challenges here's what we're going to do um, the, the the probably the biggest piece to that is then making sure that we have all those actions our deliverables and we're able to go back to to the agents and leaders and say hey we heard you loud and clear this is what can um this is what you guys want to, to see in the, in the centers, on your programs, with your leadership team. Um, here's, and, and what we did very clear, um, for example, in Nacogdoches was, um, we, we got together again with the leaders and agents. We kind of set the, the, the major areas of opportunities that we had. We gave them timelines. Here's when we're gonna be able to do this for an example. Um, they wanted to see more uh not not just frontline leadership but more senior leadership operations leaders account leaders spending more time on the floor Um, so we we've created schedules and we made sure that hey starting next week you're going to see a lot more leadership on the floor a lot more questions you know diving into your coaching sessions Um, and and they really really appreciated that and that's been like i said hugely impactful because um, you know we're, we're getting the feedback directly from the the agents themselves and the leaders of of what What we can do better or like hey if another company did this i I might want to leave well we can also do that just give us the opportunity to be able to 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 put that in place um and and then we've really seen a lot of positive um feedback i know we started our second rounds uh this month actually and we we got a a lot of great feedback from from the previous rounds that we did of you know you guys have really put a lot of things in place with you know more you know more On the floor support more things being done in the centers in terms of like contests and then also kind of like employee appreciation things that we try to do on a monthly Mm -hmm. basis just to you know whether it's um a couple weeks ago we did uh it was national pizza day so we brought pizzas in for all the agents things like that but um it it really creates um you know a really positive environment and and going back to what Deci said earlier about Engagement—that's that's really the one thing that we got out of those those stay surveys was, um, you know, we we wanted to see more. And it was tough because you know you had half of your agents at home, you had half of your agents in the center, and it was, you know, what do we do to to, to try to get everyone together? And you know, again, getting that feedback from from those agents and those leaders and being able to put a lot of that in place, you know, really, it, it's definitely—I can say, you know, for for Nacogdoches, it's definitely a, a different center than it was last year in terms of. The engagement and the camaraderie, and just trying to do more things together as a group. Um, and I know we have a lot more lined up this year um, to, to to get you know even more of that engagement together, um, which is, is definitely going to be you know helping us in the right direction.
0: Yeah, I think man, those stay surveys uh, again. Yes. If you're listening, take notes. That's that's powerful. That's some powerful powerful stuff. I think more families should do that, like marriages. Well, I think we're onto something we should do some stays sur- <laughs> or we'll do that in another podcast we'll do stay surveys that's a different one. Time. that's a whole different one so just kind of spitting off that so and you know you guys are right you're on to something here dc's talking about you know when it comes to retention he really kind of focused on the engagement piece you back that up with some facts in your stay survey and then i hear we're doing the other round so we'll be able to hear anything new um i i, I do have a follow-up question to you michael because i know that your, your leaders have a hybrid workforce uh, we're trying to move some people uh, back in the office definitely around the globe that's in India Jamaica and the US and for the you podcasters that don't know that eTech is global we are we uh, you know we have a global hybrid workforce but what do you do Michael to stay engaged because DC said something earlier I took notes he said you know we have to be engaged individually and then leaders have to engage um, you know those that they work with, right? So, what do you do, Michael, to stay engaged? Give me your top thing, and then give me your top thing that you do as a leader to keep your leaders engaged.
3: Good, good, good question. So, um, one of the main things that that, that I do, and and it's, it's it's something that I try to get my my frontline leaders to do as well, is just making sure they. <clears throat> it might seems kind of silly, but but carving out times like looking at my calendar saying okay on, on these days I'm going to take you know 30 40 an hour whatever to ensure that I'm I'm on the floor I'm I'm spending time with the agents um, I'm talking with them same thing with the leaders I do the same thing with the leaders making sure I carve out you know uh, some times during the week where I can just talk to the leaders see how they're doing see what's going on um, what I also do on a quarterly basis is kind of have fireside chats with the agents um, and just get them you know it's very relaxed environment we just kind of go back in the break room I'll get some some drinks and some cookies and we'll just sit back there not necessarily there's not really a set agenda where I'm just you know just want to see how they're doing you know and things come up with work that's that's fine I, I don't want to keep it all work related um, but you know just how they're doing in general um, you know what what could I help them you know with whether it's with whether it's at work I mean mainly trying to focus on work but you know if there's yeah. things you know, in general with life that they might have questions the same thing and I do the same thing with the leaders where it's um you know very again same thing we just very relaxing atmosphere um just kind of ask them you know what's going on how can I help them um and and you know kind of give them some updates too about you know what's happening specifically in the center because again that's I think that's that's key in that communication and keeping them engaged is they're not just having all these meetings but then also making sure that you know, like you said, you're, you're taking notes like I'm taking notes during these conversations. I, I hear mm-hmm. I, this is what I hear that you guys want. Um, let me follow with you next week and, and, you know, I'll let you know the progress. And because that's also very key to make sure that it's not just, hey, we're having meetings to have meetings, but we're going to take all this feedback and, and we're going to do something with it, um, which that, that goes even a longer way than, um, you know, than than all the, the different meetings and the engagement. So and then I, I encourage my leaders to do the same thing where they're not um, you know, we're at work all the you know we're we're at work all the time with, with the agents, but you know also just you know spending a little time with them. Where, um, you know, it's not mm-hmm. just talking about your performance. You're talking about you know whatever API, You know, just again um, a lot of positive reinforcement and and you know how things are going in life. And, I, and again, they trying to carve those out, but that's something that I encourage them to do. That they they've really started doing. Uh, on a regular basis now, which has been, you know, super helpful, I think, in building that engagement like like they DC said, and then also just, you know, again, building that that team building up.
0: You did a beautiful job just describing heart and mind leadership. I mean, you use DC's favorite word, which is intentional. Guru's the same way, you know, about having a process. And then you you kept the human side. I think that everybody sitting at the table can see that human side and then that that mind side what our listeners don't know or those that are sitting at the table with us you are in Nacogdoches Texas which is which is known to be the oldest town in Texas if you didn't know that sitting at the table and in in the state of Texas we have we used to i don't know if we still do or not we used to have this gentleman go around and he was called Texas Country Reporter you guys remember Texas Country Reporter you don't know about this. I know, Michael. You're transplanted into Nashville, <laughs> but you're take notes. You're about to learn something. David knows about Texas Country Reporter Guru. They may. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Texas Country <laughs> Reporter, but he goes around the entire state, and he it's a TV series where he will highlight some of the most unique places in the state of Texas. Right? Some unique people, some unique artists, those types of things. Michael, your office should be on Texas Country Reporter. It is a unique, <laughs> it, for those, if you have not been to the E-Tech Nacogdoche's office, so if you're a potential client out there, or you just want to stop by and see these amazing leaders in action. Uh, you And if Texas Country Reporter listen to this podcast, I encourage you to do so. You'll need to see Michael's office because uh, it's pretty impressive. I don't know if you can scan around just briefly and just show like a just a brief, I see some things on your wall, but um, yeah, you can see some things. It's pretty, I see some strange beings there, but I, it's pretty <laughs> impressive on Texas Country Reporter. Um, and, and you know what that does? He. The reason I bring that up is because when he talked about engaging, and he talked about being intentional with your heart and your mind, just that um, showing who he is as a person, as the senior leader in that facility, you know, um that really helps um you know with with the communication and it helps with people feeling comfortable with their leader definitely and that's everything michael was saying guru you've been quiet and i know you you're not quiet so everybody at the table thinks you know that one that one visitor you have at the table and you know they've got something to add so when we talk about predictions you know we we predict who's going to win a game we predict who's going to win an election we predict what's going to happen and i know this may throw you for a curve just a little bit but i want to ask guru because i think you're our guru what do you what are your predictions for call centers in 2023
2: well uh regarding predictions we always think about something is going to change or something needs to be done in a different way and that's what we predict uh now I agree to that but before going to that complete predictions of contact center for 2023 (laughs) let me talk about that yes this is going to happen but that is the past the past should not change and that is the prediction or that is the future of contact centers and what that is is that i'm going to take a brief summary of what michael almazan said is exactly the future of the contact centers please do not forget the basic concepts or the root of a contact center. And Michael very well explained is the agent leadership, agent engagement programs regarding feedback, coaching, uh, <clears throat> positive feedback, ideas, suggestions, uh, keeping something positive on the floor, uh, engagement with contests, uh, <clears throat> development. So all those things. Uh, and. Thanks, Michael, for explaining it in a wonderful way to all is that that is the future. If you forget the past then uh, uh, that's not going to be a good future. So uh, that does not need to be changed now. What needs to be changed and what is a different kind of approach uh, for the contact centers? Uh, Yes, uh, and I'll, I'll, I need to start off with what DC, uh, and for those who don't know, David Carazales, we call him DC, <laughs> uh, he did talk about the development of the team members, mm-hmm. one are those days, people coming, doing their job, because as he said, uh, I wouldn't say boring, but it's the same job, doing it every day in and out, they're looking for a change. They want to be developed, they want it to be trusted. They want to be developed in a trusted manner. That's what uh, my next point is about prediction is that if you want to retain your agents, you want to retain your workforce, you need to develop them, you need to prepare them for the future. You need to have the tools, you need to have the leadership, you need to have the training to make sure that all that is set as a one big platform going in the future uh, talking a little bit about our uh, quality department which uh, we call it e-tech insights we already have an uh, e-tech quality platform which we call it qel which nowadays gives everything earlier i remember 10 15 years back where we were supposed to have one coach coaching three ACTs, which we call an agent coaching tool where one would be a sales call, or one would be a non-sales call, and the other one would be a, uh, a quality-based call. The uh, agent uh, would have to go through these these three calls with this supervisor coaching him or her on the opportunities and suggestions and the feedback. Well, those days are gone now. Uh, obviously, uh, the agents are asking the data, the reliability of the data, and how good is that data true uh, our e-tech insight or a well platform goes through almost to, with the intelligence of the human intelligence hi plus ai the artificial intelligence gives you almost analysis feedback for el- almost every call you want to break it slice it in the way you want where you want to listen specifically about non-sales calls where a certain a parameter needs to be introduced in that call. Uh, You can uh, create reports. You can give feedback to the agent about a trend, not just of the five calls yesterday, the weekly, the monthly, that particular time frame of that entire call. uh, You can give the feedback and there, that's where the trust develops within the agent, where he or she now accepts the feedback that this is which we call now a true intelligent report or intelligent feedback and that's what dc was earlier talking about they want to be developed in a trusted and a reliable manner because that's the future that is the prediction of 2023 or the contact center uh, agent would rely on data which is actionable which is trusted with not just one call but almost entire analysis of whatever way the feedback you want to and with suggestions on a click of a screen on your monitor while you're doing your regular job you get the entire feedback of what's supposed to be your way of handling the calls and your ideas and suggestions the way you need to handle it which gives results back to them and that's where the agents now with the help of that data they're improvising themselves to give the feedback about the future analysis and ideas and suggestions and that's what our customers or what we call the partners or the vendors are looking for from e they want proactive solutions they want proactive creativity analysis and suggestions from etech as a partner and that's where it comes from so that's what uh, I predict is the behavior of starting from the agent's behavior right up to providing feedback called business intelligence.
0: I love the way you said we have to look at the past or, we're, or in order to look at you know, our future. I think that's brilliant. And then when I think about how our um, AI team, they come in and help us with coaching, both Michael and DC and you. We're using that globally, that intelligence. And someone asked me the other day, they're like, I don't understand this, you know, I don't understand this artificial intelligence. And I don't understand, and explain to me, like y'all are listening to every call. And I, so here's the best way for those that are at the table. And I don't think I've even explained it to these these gentlemen this way, but we're, we're about to approach baseball season here uh, in the US, right? It's a, it's a big deal. And a lot of these baseball, these really talented baseball players, somewhere in their career, they had a batting coach. You guys, I don't know, maybe you played baseball. Did you? any of you, I don't, even, I don't know that about you. Did any of you three play baseball? I did. Okay, all right. I played baseball so, for many
3: years, until I, got, until I got hit too many. I got hit yeah. by, okay. the last year I played, I got hit three times by a pitch, and then I told my mom, I'm, I'm done with baseball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then you started playing tennis, I think. Right? Then I,
3: well, I was already playing, but I am like, I'm just sticking to tennis, that's it.
0: <laughs> um, But you know, even in tennis or baseball, I mean, in baseball you have a batting coach where you'll pay a batting coach and they'll come in for a set period of time, they'll watch you bat, right? And so that's the way the old school call centers used to work, right? We would listen to just a few of your calls for a short segment of time. But now, it's like having a batting coach every time you swing. Every single time you swing in the game, off the game, you have a batting coach that is constantly monitoring your swing and can tell the leader exactly what to do. It takes the guesswork out of it. What adjustments you need to make to hit a home run, and that's pretty much what we have here. And, I, and you know, with the right engagement, with the artificial in, uh, intelligence that we have going on, those will make um, you know some outstanding contact center team members, which will improve our total customer experience. Um, You know, I love how you guys take notes. You know, these are leaders within e tag. They are growing and developing themselves. Even though they're 65 years of experience with the three of them, uh, they're taking notes and feeding off of each other and listening, right? So I want to give you guys something to take away today so that your time, you can learn a little something new. Uh, Patrick Lincioni, you know, he's one of my favorite uh, authors of all time. So I have to give him a plug out there. Hey, Pat. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, I was reading a book and this book just caught my my eye, but it says three signs of a miserable job. (laughs) Three signs of a miserable job. Well, obviously not that I'm not trying to read everything Pat wrote. I'm just immediately going in here to see what the three signs are. Right. So I'm going to tell you, um, and all of you have talked about these three signs, all of you and everything, the questions that we've asked. So let me let me say this. Um, he said the three signs are: number one, I'm anonymous. Nobody talks to me. Nobody engages me. You know, I'm just here, right? Nobody knows me. I'm not highlighted in any way. So that's one. And I think for those podcasters that have listened, you've heard Michael Guru and DC both talk about that engagement piece. So that anonymous. The second side of a miserable job is irrelevance what am i even doing here does it even matter right you know and dc talked about community involvement and then you know you heard michael step in and he he talked about just having a chat you know in the back room just knowing the person right and the guru tying all that together and saying this past knowledge will help us in the future that's that's in a call center and in relationships all right the third sign of a miserable job. So the number one, if I'm anonymous, no one's talking to me, no one's engaged. Number two, why am I even here? Irrelevance in the job. And the third is in measurement. Um, no scoreboard. How, am I even doing this right? <laughs> and that's exactly what guru, everything guru tied this up with saying we can show you uh, how you're doing on a more grand level and help you to, to be better at your job. So those are the three signs that I took away from Pat of a miserable job. And that should link us all back to retention. So well done, gentlemen. Is there anything else you want to add before we close out this podcast today? And you guys go refill your cup with tea, water, and more black <laughs> coffee. <laughs> now,
1: I I would just like to, because I, I want to piggyback for just one second here on what Guru was saying, because um, you know, I just uh, had the opportunity to visit our team in MoBay, um, mm-hmm. um, near shore, and did a lot of fireside chats, focus groups, and one of the biggest things that they talked about was incentives, that, you yeah. know, uh, eTech brings a lot of incentives to the table, and I, when, when they talk incentives, they're talking commission. so let's, you know, make yeah. sure everything is there. That's the full package. Am I getting uh, the rewards and recognition? Am I getting compensation? Am I getting all these different things? and i can tell you what's what's unique in in, at kind of what guru said what's happening in the bpo industry right now is it is it is growing and i can tell you over the next five years you're going to see a lot of companies migrate to bpos for several reasons uh and it's a very very competitive market a very competitive market out there so you got to have a differentiator and that differentiator really is saying hey listen I'm gonna not only give you this awesome, wonderful incentive package, this commission plan, but I'm also going to focus on showing you how to get that commission plan. And that's where we talk about the, the um, artificial intelligence, the human intelligence, our QAVAL platform, EI, and, and because what's also gonna shift, and, and, and we're working hard right now today, specifically at eTech. Is that all of the BPO industry is more and more and more going to become a culture of data? It's going to be Mm -hmm. a culture of data. How do you take that data? How do you utilize it to drive performance? How do you take that data, put it back into your training team because you're seeing here's where your team is not performing so you can have people ready when they first come out of training? And then how do you take that same data and then migrate it all the way to your recruiting? So they know the type of agent that's going to be successful, in whatever role that you put them in. And as Guru said, in the back in the day, I, you know, first line coach, we were doing three ACTs, we were trying to figure it out. <clears throat> but what's also changed is over the past few years, and it's going to keep changing, is we uh, a lot of the contact center role was front office. And when I talk about front office, I'm talking customer service, sales, tech support. You know, that was kind of the foundation of what we were as an industry. But now you're getting a lot of back office type stuff. And that is like um, admin functions, IT, IT technical support. You're talking um, a marketing, data entry. Because companies are migrating over to that kind of stuff saying hey that's not something that we want to cover that's we don't want that overhead here. So we're going to send it to a BPO and as technology gets better as security gets better then they feel a lot more comfortable saying I'm going to allow that to happen. But what's the return on that if there's 400 centers within a you know, 200 mile radius. What is the the differentiator that says, I'm going to venture into the BPO industry. And we currently have a couple of brand new clients that we're doing work for that have never used a BPO ever. They have never used a BPO ever. Yes, that is a telling, telling thing. So as they walk into us and allow us the opportunity to uh, be there first, I guess, and say, you know, do, is this something I want to do? Did we do the right thing? That data is gonna be all important for us to be able to take their business and enhance it. What are they gonna get out of it? They don't want somebody to just do the work. They want somebody to be able to do the work better. And that's where that Mm -hmm. EI, that QEVAL, that data-centric culture is gonna come from. That's what's gonna differentiate you. So that's the future of the BPO industry over the next, uh, um, now, it's happening now, but I tell you over the next five years, um, if you're not migrating over to a culture-centric, um, of data, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. Yeah. So yeah,
0: it's like, going, it's like going to a doctor and says, uh, here's what I think's happening. I'm not gonna look at your blood work,
1: but here's what yeah. I think is happening. <laughs> I think this is happening. You know? That's correct. Yeah.
0: And, you know, and you know, you can see Michael set up guru sets up David. Just we're passionate about this. That's why we're sitting at this table together. That's why the three at 65 years experience, Um, You know, there's some basic things of heart and mind, but there's some passion of the future and having a vision and knowing what we need. And that's why I wanted uh, this team to sit together at the table. I hope you've enjoyed it. We'll have to have a part two and spin off of what David's saying so that we can uh, talk about this passion and, and how we use it and how you guys are really equipping. By me, that's our next podcast, equipping your leaders to use this intelligence to heal some broken conversations right and that's so do i call you all free doctors now is that is that what i'm gonna have to do no like, no, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well i appreciate you taking time to sit at the table i thoroughly enjoyed it you're welcome at the table anytime and i until next time and um you guys keep growing and thank you for not being mockers and but being models as leaders i appreciate you <laughs> see you later
2: thank you thank you